are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. I'm good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I am sucking your soul, apparently. It has been a long couple of days. So her molars, all three of her molars are coming in. One is already in. And I think that's the biggest issue. <laughs> I was going to ask, what is keeping her from, like, what is she possessed by the demon? I feel like she is. I'm not sure what to do. Because, like, she's happy one second. And then the next, it's like, Rah! I mean, I was at Costco today and she would not let me put her down. Like, she wouldn't sit in the cart. She wouldn't walk with me. Mama, mama. Like, she had to hold me. She was thrashing around, screaming bloody murder. And then some nice woman came up to me in the middle of the tantrum as I'm just letting her, you know, tantrum it out. And she put her hand on my shoulder and was like, you're doing good, mama. You're doing a great job. It gets better. And I was just like, thank you. Solidarity. I was like, "Ah, thank you. Normally I'd be like random woman in Costco because holy shit, right? Right. And she's like, you're doing, and she's like, I have three daughters. You're doing great. I was like, thank you. I'm like tears (laughs) forming in my eyes. I'm just so tired. So that was my day. (laughs) So that was your day. Yes. Yeah. I mean, cause she's been, she's been out of control like yeah. the last like couple of days. Right. So you said her molars were coming in. Yeah. So finally I decided I did all the tricks. I mean, I tried to do all the tricks and then finally I gave her Tylenol. <laughs> I was like, well, let's see if this happens. Let's, this works. <laughs> and and it works? So, well, she's calm. Yeah. So I did put her down and she cried for like 10 minutes, which is still way longer than she normally cries. She'll usually cry for like 30 seconds and be out. So uh, but now she's asleep, so we'll see if it lasts. But yeah, right when that Tylenol wears off. Um, yeah. But if she's if she's in that much pain, then she's yeah going to be acting out. But she's also not going to be sleeping. She's not going to be napping. That's going to affect everything. You of know? course. And so, of course. Uh, her two year old. Well, she's yeah, she's two. Her two year old molars. <laughs> right on schedule. Exactly. And she had her dental dentist appointment last week, so. He was like, yep, they're coming in. Oh, well, there you go. She's letting yeah. you know about it, mama. I was going to say, like, I don't know. My mom used to always say, and I think this is true, is whoever called them the terrible twos never had a three-year-old. <laughs> so I don't know if you want me to say no, that. Everyone already told me three is worse. So, yeah, <sighs> it's fine. It's Maybe you fine. should have her, her little friend in the corner that lives in the corner of her room. <laughs> like that's watch another, her talk some sense into her that's another thing too so she's terrified of the dark out of all of a sudden like out of nowhere mama lights on mama lights on that's what she says all the time now she when? screams yeah so uh, it's it is what it is we say our prayers and give her good vibes and juju and i need to give uh, that girl some crystals yeah not the kind she can eat though right she needs like <laughs> she take the bigger ones right <laughs> i'll just see if i have any uh that need to be passed along to her and you guys need to come over i know i know yes um, <laughs> but anyway yeah um, yeah i'm good i feel like we, we haven't talked in forever which is like Usually we don't talk a lot on the weekends, which is funny because the weekends, but you're always working, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel like whenever we meet up on a Monday to record, which is when we're doing this, I always feel like it's like playing catch up with you. It's like, oh my God, I haven't talked to you in so long. I so long. <laughs> <laughs> Same shit, different day, Katrina. Same but I feel shit, like, I feel like it's been longer this time. I feel like it's been like, <laughs> yeah. 
and we've been wanting to record this episode for a while, but things just keep happening. It finally, it's finally happening. How many mm-hmm. times have we set this to record? Um, but we're getting it done now. And I actually was, I, I, I was, <laughs> we talked about it. We're like, okay, we're going to do it tonight. So I'm like, I was driving home from my AA meeting and I was like, wait, which episode was this? <laughs> what are we, which, which, because we're doing Unsolved Mysteries. And I was right. like, wait, which one was this? And I knew I watched it last week because we were going to record it last week. And and I was like, I couldn't even remember the, the, anything about it. And I'm like, okay, well, I've, you know, I had some time. So I came home. And I like put it back on. I was like, oh yeah, the body in the bay. First we have the body in the bags. Now we have the body in the bay. Right. And I will say that I think out of all the episodes we've seen so far, this one to me is the most mysterious, if not, well, one of the most mysterious because the evidence is just like, you know, in the other episodes, it was kind of like, okay, yeah, one way or the other. But I, I mean, I'm really, I thought like, it was, I thought it was like, uh, you can only be left with one conclusion. Well, oh yeah. Well, me too. But I feel like, there's just so much to this and oh that's so funny yeah i don't know it's like i I was like watching this (laughs) i put it back on and they're like right into florida and i was like oh yeah it's fucking florida that's right all right (laughs) (laughs) so let's let's get into it body in the bay tell me about it i am excited to see what other research and what other uh you have on this because i did not do any outside research on this well i i got a little bit of things but i mean there's so many open-ended conclusions that people are drawing so i think at the end the end result people think is one thing but then mm-hmm. it's kind of like how do you get there you know right okay so yeah we're talking about episode seven volume three unsolved mysteries body in the bay and the story takes place in bradenton florida and it's about patrick mullins whose body was found floating in four feet of water in emerson point point florida So what happened was on Sunday, January 27th, 2013, Pat's wife, Jill, was going to her sister's house in Sarasota, Florida. She said that she wished Pat a a good day and he gave her a kiss and she left. That evening, she arrived back home around like 637 and Pat wasn't there, but his truck was there. So she called his cell phone and no one answered, but that was pretty typical of him. He did not carry his cell phone around all the time. So she thought maybe he was at a neighbor's house, but decided to walk down to where his stumper, stump knocker boat was. <laughs> I love that name. I know, stump knocker. <laughs> and uh, realized I it guess it's gone. a particular style of boat, like not that boat's right. name or anything. It's just so, a like, but yeah. yeah. Exactly. I was like, I had never heard of it. I mean, I don't live in Florida or, I mean, I have the Annapolis, I don't live in Annapolis near the water, but I've never heard of a stump knocker. So It is a flat bottom boat and it's used in very, very shallow waters. Mm -hmm. So his was like a 14 foot stump knocker and he liked to um, ride it around in the Braden River. Um, And as his family would later say that that he pretty much stayed in the river, it's not meant to go in anything very deep. Yeah, like so they live on this river, right? Um, So like, like the house backs up to the river, you know, and so... He had this, yeah, like thing that would you just you know, drive around. I like, was he fisherman? I don't know if you can fish in those. Th- I don't know yeah, what you floor, fish. I, yeah, you know. I, but um, but I feel like yeah, yeah, just stump knocker. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> intended for shallow waters. He's not going to go out to the bay or to the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they have them in Louisiana too. But didn't really look into the stump knocker too much. But I thought that was pretty interesting. But um. <laughs> 
so yeah eventually he he didn't come home so his wife decided to call their son miles and miles thought hey something's not right so he was in school in tampa and decided to come home and she also called pat's brother to help search for him so miles and pat's brother are out in the water in i guess miles's boat trying to search for pat they stayed pretty much in the Braden river and didn't go to another river which is the manatee river because they thought, hey, he wouldn't go there. It was deeper, and he just never went there. He would right stay at in this the river. point. They think they think he's just out late, right? They don't yeah. not necessarily thinking he's he's missing, missing. But and also, yeah. they said that he was very smart about boats. I mean, he yeah. knew if it was a mechanical error, he would know how to fix it. Yeah. So they're thinking maybe he just had a mechanical error or whatnot that you know right. nothing bad would have happened. And he's just uh, yeah. Eventually, though, Jill did decide to call the police uh, when he didn't return. And of course, like police do, they interrogated her, asking about their relationship. Of course. Right. Of course. How was it? Oh, wait, we get that, right? We've yeah. watched enough yep. crime documentaries <laughs> to know. Um, and then they asked her if they owned any weapons, which she said, no, they don't have any guns, which I think is important later yes. on, you guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Not only did he not have any guns, he was completely just not interested in guns, which right. is a little surprising in Florida. I feel like, and like, just I feel I like and, if for a guy who's into like being on the water boats and stuff, like the I, I feel like having guns is like goes hand in hand with that. But you know, I, I don't all not all Floridians at me. Come on, <laughs> because right. fuck y'all, you're Florida. Um, <laughs> you know that's where I want to move, right? <laughs> that's neither here nor there. So Manatee River, no, not there. St. <laughs> Augustine, but you know, other side. I used Florida. to live in St. Augustine. I didn't know that. Have we not talked about that? We oh oh god. Okay, yeah, I did. lived in St. Jo- St. Uh, St. Augustine at World Golf Village. Oh, right very nice. Built. Yeah, it had just been built. There was like nothing around there, right on the St. John's River. Anyway, oh, very pretty. Yeah, nice. it was nice. Um. So yeah, they should call police and they decided to start searching for a lost boater. They said that he was seen last seen leaving in his boat around 3 p.m. that day. I'm not sure who saw him leave at 3 p.m., but that's... I thought it was like a neighbor okay. or somebody, you know, yeah. seen. the way they, they showed the pictures and stuff, like if somebody else was out putzing about in the yard or on the docks or whatever, mm-hmm. they might have seen him. So, you know, just see him putz that out in his little knob right. digger or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> so I will stump knocker. Stump, knocker. Stump. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Oh my gosh. Uh eventually <laughs> MS brain working, by the way. <laughs> eventually the Coast Guard was called in and they they mentioned they weren't sure what they exactly they were looking for. Were they looking for uh, you know a person just by themselves floating in the water or like a rescue mission or a boat they, or right. a capsized boat or like what are they yeah exactly so just they were searching look. and they didn't find anything uh again Not maybe then they didn't right <laughs> the family was also saying well maybe he had a medical emergency right uh and uh but you know on january 28th the next day the boat was found past egmont key which is uh, a shipping channel and it's not at all where he was supposed to be it was ex- like really far from his house 
And where the story starts getting weird and strange is that all of his belongings were on the boat, except mm-hmm. for the anchor to the boat. Uh, and when they found the boat, they noticed it was out of gas and the engine was set to idle. But there were no <laughs> there were no obvious signs of injury. So in looking at the boat, there was no blood. There was no signs of struggle. I mean, it just looked. <clears throat> That's the part that I find weird. Right. Is that based on everything which we'll get to, but mm-hmm. the fact that no trace evidence was found in the boat. That was my biggest, yeah, well, we'll get to it later, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Because the evidence doesn't lie. Oh, well, most of the time, right? So. Yeah, but there's you know, human error involved right. in whether they swabbed it properly or how right. long the, how long the boat had been out there. Did they luminol it? You know, exactly. what, what techniques. We, we hear their conclusion that right. there was no trace evidence found. But what we don't hear is any backstory to that. And we watch mm-hmm. enough true crime to know that there's always people screw know, up, right? You can always, there's always possibility for human error. Hey, fraudcasters. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t shirt can be such a challenge. I know I've always had problems with it, whether it was the fit or the quality. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims, the maker of my perfect t-shirt bra. Now I have the perfect t-shirt to go with that bra. From either crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. My cotton jersey t-shirt is now a wardrobe staple for me. I reach for it almost every day, and the fit is so perfect because it snatches me right in at the waist. I've washed it a million times, and it's held its shape really well. It fits like a dream. I absolutely love it. And honestly, you guys, I thought, like, okay, this shirt is going to be too small for me, and it's not going to fit right, and all the bulges are going to show but it doesn't at all. I put it on and it magically stretches to fit me perfectly. And it holds all those bulges in every little, but last bulge that I have is all held in and it looks fantastic. I absolutely love it. And it's super, super comfortable. And it is, it is one of my new favorite t-shirts. You can shop the skims t-shirt collection at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small up to 4x and if you haven't yet be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu so anyway yeah (laughs) in some cases unless there's a connection between the police and something greater going on right which i don't think was the case here i mean it's yeah we'll get into that okay i don't know yeah there's something else i found so Anyways, the police decide to look into Pat, okay? So they're looking at his financial records, just what kind of person is he? There, He literally is like the definition of a good guy, it seems like. He's in a happy marriage. Him and his wife do not have any financial troubles. He's, he's not just like, that guy. He's like yeah. that, almost like an old hippie, you know, guy that's going to be like, you know, like everybody knows this guy, right? There's this guy's like in everybody's neighborhood it's just the, the agreeable older guy what apparently he was he worked at a school you know he just, was a teacher he, for 20 years before becoming a librarian and everyone loved him yeah and he probably would play like grateful dead and you know shit like that in the backyard while he's tinkering on his his uh you know outboard motors that he's fixing for the neighbors you know Hey Joey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know why I just gave him a Minnesota accent. But... 
Uh, well, anyway. Uh, so the <laughs> boat was then, <laughs> the boat was then released back to the family when they couldn't find any evidence on it. So of course the family's going to look at the boat themselves and the, their right. son Miles said, Hey, there's some light red paint markings on the side that weren't there in the past. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which will actually come into play later on. Later on. Yeah. And then funny they, that it's red. Cause I think that whole thing is a red herring, but whatever. Oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, and then they kind of talk a little bit more about his history of Pat, which we kind of just went over. He was an, you know, a librarian. <laughs> well respected they then start to interview the coast guard and they said that they used the reverse drift method to figure out the vessel <laughs> probability drifting well yeah you know when they said that i was like yeah i'm really glad that that's the method that they uh used their uh jim jimmy right i was like i have no idea what this means yeah, i mean exactly. i get what you're saying but i i <laughs> me thanks i guess for explaining <laughs> when you have to start using math and like putting in calculations for distance i mean I, I get that he's kind of like he's giving a foundation to what he's saying you know the, using this particular method he doesn't need to explain the, the nuances of the method but just hey using this method we were anticipating we would find it in this area mm-hmm. or to be you know whatever how, how did it get here where did it come from yeah you know they have to which makes sense because if you have to reverse the drift where would it have driven Right. I mean, drifted, driven, from, drifted. So. Yeah. Driven, drifted. So the, yeah. They were trying to find the point at which it started the drift. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then we get to meet this interesting character named William Page, who was a fisherman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which I, I actually. Body. Yeah, you know so, he's that guy. Well, he actually, in another article I read, said that that was the third body I think he found that year or something crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, it was January, but, you know, within a year. Um, and so Whoa. I was just, fucking Florida, man. I know, right? It was just like, my God, it's fucking Florida. Yeah. That's why this guy's dead. Yeah. And he said that he saw the body floating and it was seven days after the boat was discovered. And he noticed it was wrapped, you know, with a rope. The hands looked clean. A wristwatch was on. He noticed the entire body was attached. Uh, well, the rope was around, wrapped around the body, but the the rope was attached to an anchor that was at the bottom of the bay. Mm-hmm. Um, he said his face looked like spaghetti, which was very kind of off putting, actually, for yeah. him to describe the body like that. But yeah. uh, he also said that he was fully clothed except for one shoe, and he knew not to touch the body at all. Oh, because he apparently. I think the Running third body, right? bodies is what he fishes for. Said right. he, he did say he was a commercial fisherman, so maybe mm-hmm. he does this and he goes and he he fishes for dead bodies and then leverages that for like paparazzi money or or stories or interviews. Yeah, maybe. Living. Yeah. Commercial. There you go. <laughs> and well, he noticed in the face that the skull cheeks and most of his face was gone so he even mentioned he thought that it was like a gunshot wound to the face of the police which then they later actually showed that, that yeah it was, was a shotgun to the yeah. face buckshot so, standard 12 gauge buckshot apparently right and the medical examiner then was interviewed and he was saying that there was severe head trauma with six separate perforations on the left side of the skull and one large perforation on the right side so he said it was an obvious gunshot wound. Mm-hmm. Entry but, and exit wounds, yeah. But he did not know if it was suicide or homicide. Right. So 
the manner of the death certificate is unknown, which is good because I feel like in a lot of cases we see the, I don't know why the medical examiners are so quick to put whether it be right to suicide. And then it kind of closes the case and the families are left. Yeah. Hey, they have to prove it. And it's a lot more higher burden of proof. Right. Yeah. So he put unknown. Yeah. uh, and, and then, but then the press guy later was saying, "Oh yeah, they decided it was suicide before they even like pulled finished pulling him out of the water." I'm like, "No, they didn't even put suicide on the death certificate. Like, mm-hmm. it could be a suicide, and there are reasons why." And the medical examiner's words were, "We cannot rule out a suicide." And I'm saying it, it was more likely than not one thing or the other or anything like that. Right. It just said he couldn't rule it out. So. I think too, it was the way the detectives were treating Jill, um, kind of like shut up. This is a suicide kind of thing. Like you don't know what you're talking about, which we're later a talk about, but mm-hmm. I think also noticing that the hands weren't tied down with the rope. Right. That was one of the red flags was like, well, obviously he used his hands to shoot the gun, which doesn't make any sense because Let's be, I mean, how are you supposed to tie your own hands, two of them down? Well, so this is where I have a problem with how it's portrayed is because we don't know what the sheriff's people actually said to her, right? They could have been speaking in a, in a way that's just relating the facts, saying it could be this because of this the X, Y, and Z, you know? And she is then interpreting it her own way as saying they were trying to push suicide on me. We don't know that 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 they actually did that. We're getting her analysis, her interpretation of that, or the, her the conclusion that she is drawing is that they were pushing that. But if they just gave her the facts, like the medical examiner guy gave us, like that he couldn't, you know, rule it out, you know, they wouldn't be pushing it necessarily. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's conceivable because cops, you know, they, you know, don't, we've seen this a million times where they they really just don't want to investigate it for one reason or the other and they just want to do that well, so yeah, so like, i'm sorry go ahead no it was like so one of the things the detectives told her was to quote be reasonable because if it was a murder they would have taken his wallet <laughs> there was, okay yeah mm. yeah so there's eight dollars found in his wallet and the detective also said his hands would have been tied if it was a murder. And Jill said, no, they probably killed him before they tied him down and anchored him in the water. Mm-hmm. So that was the one thing, the two things. Yeah, well, again, we have we have Jill recounting what the sheriff told her, which is colored by her own interpretation of what he said, not what he actually said. It's in legal world what we would call hearsay. Yeah. I have size 18 fonts, so now I have like 10 pages of notes. <laughs> I mean, th- those are things to consider. Those are definitely things to consider. So, you, yeah, his hands weren't tied. Um, so he could shoot himself, you know, conceivably wrapped him, wrapped the anchor around and stuff, like the rope with the anchor, wrapped it around. I don't know how you throw the anchor first wouldn't that pull him mm-hmm. over and well, then they, they said it was himself. only like depending on the depth of the water it could have been like four feet to six feet so it may not have pulled him all the way down it may like they demonstrated at the end with the random guy on the boat kind of just mm-hmm. throwing the anchor in um and people online were making the point because people, you know well people online were saying hey just because the anchor was thrown over doesn't mean that that's where he was killed or shot himself. Right. That it could have definitely drifted. dragged. 
right, exactly. dragged and drifted. And yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Could have been at any point. We don't know. Did they do their reverse Tokyo drift thing on <laughs> the body? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, how often, like how, how, what would you measure that um all the other times we've had guys in the water with anchors tied around them they've drifted from x point to x point so we can based on those calculations like no you're not gonna have that you just have to make your best estimates i guess but absolutely it didn't have to be right there Mm -hmm. but yeah he's wrapped so he's got the, the 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 rope wrapped around him and they throw the anchor and then shoot Right. Well, let's talk about the gun. So there were no guns in the house. He didn't own a shotgun, like we mentioned. He wasn't interested in guns. And the police decided to go through all of his, like, transactions, banking. They couldn't find any evidence that he bought a gun. Now, that's Mm -hmm. not to say that he couldn't have just paid cash and bought it from whatever in Florida or whatever. A friend or something. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I don't think it matters because I don't think anything on the suicide shows, like, I I don't think it's suicide at all. Yeah, neither do I. So there was no suicide note and there was no reason they could find for him to take his own life. He even bought welding goggles that he wanted to use later on. He was about to celebrate his 30th anniversary, retire. He was so excited for all the things that were going on in his life. Right. There was just no signs of any sort of. There's nothing to to indicate that he could have. Yeah. That he would have bought a gun, that he had any indication of any kind of that this would have been foreseeable in retrospect. yeah, then they talked to Miles, and Miles made the comment about the way the rope was tied. Oh, and, God. <laughs> right. He said, my dad wouldn't have tied the rope like that. Like, he knew how to one, like, one knot, and it would have been on him in a certain way. I, so, I don't know what knot that would be. And to wrap the whole, I mean, I used to be a firefighter, and we would learn certain knots and everything. Mm-hmm. So you get really comfortable with doing your own knots a certain way it's just what you do so i can see why he was saying why would he do this certain but just because you don't understand why the not that i think anything in the suicide theory hold you know holds water but this particular piece of evidence i don't think is evidence right like Mm -hmm. just because the son wouldn't have any well why would he when he knows all these other ones that would have been so much easier well yeah, but he could have there any number of reasons if this had been a suicide. But I don't think it's even necessary to go down this path because right. nothing else. You need all these other things to be well, true. I, also, I didn't make know it if they actually that. mentioned what kind of knot and knots were used because like, the like, pictures, right? But I'm saying like if it was, and I didn't see like the back of them. I didn't. I didn't really look that hard at, at the evidence, but I feel like if it was something that he had never done before, then that would be kind of a red flag. But if it was something that he did, maybe. I, I mean, it looked like who, I mean. If it was an I didn't look at it long time, but I, yeah. I did used to be a sailor. I used to race on the San Diego State sailing oh, okay. team. So you, yeah, okay. I used to teach sailing. And nice. so um, so back in the day, um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know your you know your ropes and your no- knots, and you use them for very specific things, right? But what what kind of knot is there for wrapping an anchor around you and dra- like like that? <laughs> yeah, to say that it's he wouldn't have used a knot like that. Well, you, you have to also assume that he you know he wouldn't have killed himself. He, he all right. of these other things too. You know, it's just. That whole line, I think, is just stupid. So I didn't even bother in my head analysis to go down that that particular branch very far because nothing else in the suicide 
theory makes sense because no, it would all have to line up. All these multitude of things would have had to happen. And I'm like, Occam's razor, simplest explanation. Yeah. There's just no way. Yeah. So, so then the so family- I didn't look too hard at the knots because I don't think it mattered. Ultimately, right. if they look professional, what kind of knot doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter because I don't think that it, it's determinative of what the outcome is. Yeah. So after all this and the detectives then saying, quote, to Jill, be reasonable or whatever, mm -hmm. that's when they decide to hire, the family decides to hire a forensic expert, Dr. Lori Baker. And mm -hmm. she said that in her career, she has never seen a suicide case like this. So she decided to kind of reconstruct it with a grown mm -hmm. male adult in the boat who was probably around the same build um, and weight, uh, looked like as Pat was. And they tried to literally reconstruct what would have happened. He did the same exact kind of ropes wrapped around him, not everything. They had the 25 pound anchor mm -hmm. and he threw the anchor in. He looked very uncomfortable, by the way, threw the anchor <laughs> in and he was kind of like wobbling. It looked like on the side of the boat as he was trying to hold an 18 inch barrel shotgun, right? far away from his face because they said that there was there was no, no con contact from the barrel yeah, there would have been a contact wound which you almost mm -hmm. al almost universally see in suicide by gun yeah so he would have had to held the gun very far away and it would have been an awkward angle to even because it's an 18 inch shotgun <laughs> right yeah so Dr. Baker said that the shotgun most likely would have remained in the boat after being fired if it was a suicide. But again, we don't know the circumstances of how or what, whatever. Right. But the interesting thing is the luminol testing that was done on the boat before, they said they found zero blood. And she said that the way the wind was, even if it was a slight breeze or anything, that there would have been some splatter on the boat. Right. At, on some level. Mm -hmm. And there was just zero blood that they found right um, she, she said no trace evidence yeah and there would have been yeah and um, i mean they did give the boat back, back to the family too so unless they cleaned it which i doubt they would have gone through and like actually cleaned the whole boat um i would assume that the family could have done their own testing if they wanted to if they didn't think it was thorough enough yeah yeah but um, I mean, they had that paint, the red paint sample right. tested. So I would imagine if there's anything else. But again, we go, well, yeah. So, so yeah, the trace evidence issue aside, because that is kind of problematic because <laughs> where was he killed then? Right. If he wasn't on the boat. Um, that um, all of the things she did demonstrated that I think ultimately it could have happened like you could theoretically if a and b and c and d and mm -hmm. e and f and did, 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 did all of these things that are all not you know any strength at all conceivably it could have been a suicide it, in order for it to have been a suicide it would have had to have happened da, 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 right. this way but my so, thing is if you're going to kill yourself why would you anchor your body down to never be found like, why not just shoot yourself in the head in the in the water and I don't let know. yourself, yeah, float? Right. Yeah, like, well, of... why would you hide your own body? I don't know. That, yeah. doesn't, that didn't make sense to me either. I mean, there was a lot of things that didn't make sense, but yeah, yeah. There's just yeah. There's just nothing to it. There's just mm -hmm. really nothing to the suicide thing, and right. there's a lot of stuff that goes against it. 
Um, so yeah, like Dr. Baker also noticed that there were no scavengers on the body after being in the water for 10 days. Yeah, 10 yeah. days. But see, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I obviously I don't know. I, I don't know what the perdition patterns of Southeast Florida or whatever the hell it is that they're at of, of the fishies in the water, the, yeah. the, the marine well, life. there's sharks, there's alligators, and you would think yeah. that the blood, if you're blow, like your head is basically, I mean, the amount of blood that you would have lost from a gunshot wound in the head would have drawn like sharks in from everywhere. And the fact that his arms looked completely not touched like they looked great yeah when 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 was the boat found in relation to the body being found the boat was found like a day after he went missing and then the body was found seven days i'm sorry let me see so this other theory is that you know i think the boat was or the body was found like 10 days after okay so that's a significant amount amount of time right Mm -hmm. so we're ruling out generally we're ruling out suicide so the the unknown mystery you know unsolved mystery is what happened to him did he kill himself did he get killed i think the evidence shows pretty clearly it wasn't suicide for a variety of reasons and then that leaves us with okay well what it what if if it was homicide you know given what we know there's no trace evidence on the boat his body is not there's it wasn't eaten alive by all the animals in the the marine life um you know he was shot in the face he we doesn't have a contact wound so he whatever shot was decent about decent amount away so and there's no trace evidence on the boat if the boat was the murder scene you really really got to think that there was going to be trace evidence Mm -hmm. blood tissue something something was going to splatter yeah um you know so if you would have think like the first thing what i was thinking okay well he came across like like the journalist says come across something he saw something he shouldn't have seen Mm -hmm. okay see something happening should have seen some low-level cartel dude just goes and takes a shotgun shoots him and then wraps him up dumps him over the boat but in that scenario he would have been shot on the boat Mm -hmm. and there would be trace evidence and then you know they took everything that would answer the other questions you know there's no shotgun found after you know um but no trace evidence of the fact that his body wasn't eaten alive uh or dead i guess yeah (laughs) that was poor choice of words um you know what i mean so so that okay can't be that so well then in order for those all things to be true he would have to have so maybe he saw something he shouldn't have seen they took him because mm-hmm. you find the boat like a day later. So the boat is just out there and the, where the boat was found is weird. Like, I mean, in comparison, it would have had to go through the, the, Channel, the, yeah. the, the bridge camera, mm-hmm. but then like, they take him and like keep him on their boat. And then, which would have had to have been a relatively small boat if it was in the, that small little river area. And then, would take him to a bigger boat for like days and then shoot him and then dump him in the water. Yeah, it's hard to say. That would take the murder scene away from the boat, answering the no trace evidence. It would explain the animals not eating him. Mm-hmm. But that's a like that's a kind of a that's a story <laughs> that's a right. hell of a story you have to concoct but well, let's, yeah you mentioned the drawbridge that he 
would have gone under, he would have had to have gone under to get mm-hmm. out of the channel. Um, of course, there they checked the camera that was there, and there was a corrupted file on top of another corrupted right. file, apparently. So there was no evidence. So of... the, yeah, the file with the footage on it was corrupted. Mm-hmm. So we don't Wait. know how he ended up through there, and like there were uh pat's friend mentioned well maybe the person that murdered him decided to tow the boat out there and just kind of cut it and just let it you know mm-hmm. float away or so all questions of, like, which would have been answered by being able to see it on camera mm-hmm. but so as we know of- cameras mm-hmm. are you know you don't turn on there there's no actual filming in them you know who knows mm-hmm listen to a lot (laughs) we've we've been we watch enough true crime to know those cameras unfortunately i know so if you're listening go check your cameras and make sure everything's working properly if you have a ring if you have whatever (laughs) just everybody check your cameras those ring cameras are starting to catch like lots of people like Mm -hmm. like you're starting to see stuff all kinds of craziness stuff and i'm like always wanting to make sure mine is you know fully charged yeah yeah definitely (laughs) Uh, so let's talk about the person of interest they interviewed. Oh God, the, the red herring. Yes, Damon Crestwood, who was <laughs> a friend of Pat's brother. He was a chef. He was their neighbor, longtime friend of the family, mm-hmm. but not so close to Pat. He they were acquaintances. I mean, they never said that they like hung out or things like that. That they were just kind of friendly, mm-hmm. not super close. So after Pat's disappearance, his be his Damon's behavior became very different and he became very upset crying uncontrollably which no one had ever seen the, before the friend was like he was disproportionately sad and angry about the loss yeah and that he would look out into the manatee river and cry and sob for hours now that's crazy to me first of all because that's a little weird that's i mean it would have to be like a very very close loved one of mine for me to have to be crying for hours looking out at a river i mean that's just like that's well given lot. what we believe about the quote-unquote afterlife i mean mm-hmm. we'd be like eh <laughs> see, it, see it in a few years yeah <laughs> i i know you can still see me it's fine <laughs> yeah yeah and then miles goes on to say that to say that they weren't close and that was very strange and every january after pat's death damon would have a mental breakdown which gave everyone an unsettled feeling yeah he admitted to using crystal meth after pat's death and this is where he said after pat's death he mentioned that he started using crystal meth we don't know if he started using drugs before pat died and then it just got worse Right. Or if it really did start after he died, because a lot of people on the internet were talking, of course, the internet's mm-hmm. loose, and we're saying, hey, maybe this guy really did have a meth problem. Maybe he was running drugs. Maybe he had something to do with drug dealers in, in Florida. And that was the connection between Damon and Pat, that maybe they were both out on boats that day. And Pat saw something he wasn't supposed to see. It's all this friend of his doing involved Mm -hmm. in a drug running something. So okay, so okay, maybe not as much of a red herring. I mean, the way they tried to present it is that it um like he somehow murdered because oh, because he had a boat that had red paint on it. Right. Even though that paint matched like basically generic boat paint (laughs) that you can buy anywhere. 
So yeah, detectives were saying, hey, this is a really popular paint. And the family was saying, no, like this is actually pretty specific. I don't know the details as far as what that means. Like, I don't know what tests were done and how, right, right. how they can test that paint. It would be interesting. What, where they, what, what did they use to draw their conclusions right, from? Right. It'd be interesting to find the reports to see how close you can get to, you know, paint brands, companies. I don't know how it, yeah. what year of production or what batch it was from. I, I don't know. I don't know the technology behind that. Right. right. But where it gets even weirder is that, they were telling us a story about one Memorial Day weekend. Damon tied a rope around his dog and himself. And it was in the exact manner as the rope was on Pat's body, which made the family feel really uncomfortable. Like, in what universe would you think it's okay to do that in front of a family member whose loved one has been murdered i'm gonna say it whatever yeah <laughs> murdered oh he was and, absolutely murdered yeah. the question had, is like how or who or why right why would you do that i don't know it's just weird i know drugs oh. are bad and drugs, drugs are bad feel, man <laughs> crystal meth is not good for you i know that <laughs> crystal meth makes you but, paranoid and, and hallucinate and all kinds of things um god some of the stories that i've heard in the in the rooms um 12 step meetings but oh my goodness uh, yeah i can only imagine <laughs> um you know i hadn't thought about it in terms of um this friend being involved in drug running see now you can you can like reverse concoct the story about what would have had to have happened right okay so he runs into something he shouldn't have seen oh it's okay. this guy it's this friend of his da, 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 da. he could have been like kidnapped him right like took him on their boat and kidnapped him and held him alive or dead while he decided what he what, yeah what to do what to do and then ultimately killed him put them so in the water the thing that the people on the internet were talking about reddit and everywhere else they were saying that if the drug ring i'm gonna call it whatever drug cartels mm -hmm. drug ring lower drug dealers whoever depending on how big the drugs in that area are and the drug running who's to say that the police weren't involved and that's why they didn't really pursue the uh the murder theory and we're kind of just like suicide suicide or just not like whether it be the paint or mm. just like the steps that they took or the corrupted file again i mean all these things could happen a corrupted file happens every day all day long right you know, corrupted files happen um but it was just like their lack of what the family feels was intent on solving a murder mystery they were kind of mm. just yeah yeah and again i mean obviously the family is the one you know had this is told from the family's point of view you've had them you know is the is the focal point there it's obviously going to be favorable to them and what the narrative they're trying to push right so if that's how they again the conclusions that they draw and i'm not trying to give police officers a pass here especially not right now um that um, but you don't know um, what the words that they actually said to them are. And then this could be, this is just their interpretation of what they have said, what, what, you know, they're relating to us, what was said, we don't get to actually hear for ourselves what was said. So we have to rely on their interpretation, which is obviously going to be 
you know, <laughs> we still believe that there's something else out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so there's some, there's a lot of bias that's there. And, and, and I don't know, do, do we believe that or do we not believe, we don't know what actually was said. We don't know what was transpired. Yeah. I know if my loved one was murdered in a boat, I would do everything I could, including hiring right. outside people. But right. I know exactly what you're saying. But then at the same time, you know, the police, the police could be completely and absolutely reasonable and speaking to you absolutely reasonably. Right. But because of your firmly held belief about this, you know, you're going to take what he's saying as, oh, they're not doing enough. Right. Even by even if by reasonable person standards. So let's get into Damon. And once the red once the red paint was found. okay, well, let's pretend like it wasn't even tested yet because it it wasn't tested until later. Okay. while Damon was alive, he refused to let the police test. Right. And not only that, he stopped communicating with the police and the police just kind of let it go. They didn't push it. Mm-hmm. They didn't, I don't think they had enough, right? Yeah, I don't know. To push it? Yeah. Um, so I don't or, know. Or like you said, didn't care enough to push it that far because. Oh. Right. So. Probably somebody was, we know. <laughs> to me, that was a red flag, though, because if you love this person so much and you're crying and mourning them and doing all these things, why would you not want to let the police just take some paint from your boat. That to me doesn't make any sense. If my love, my best friend or my friend went missing and died or murdered, I'd be like, do whatever you need to do. Do whatever you need to do, which yeah. means, which, which gives weight to the theory of he was involved in the drug running and it was his boat mm-hmm. and that paint did transfer from his boat in so, some kind of collision out there. Right. And so the investigation then kind of stopped, but on April 5th, 2017, uh, Damon overdosed on possibly meth is what they said, possibly meth at 48 years old. So at that point, his daughter, Damon's daughter, gave permission mm-hmm. for the police to then do testing on the boat. And that's when the, they found that the paint matched. Mm-hmm. But again, we have so many unanswered questions because Damon's passed. And I think it's interesting that his daughter gave permission after all that time. Because she said if she felt like it was the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. So she maybe yeah. didn't know that he, if he was involved, she maybe wasn't not aware of it. Yeah. I don't know how, like her story, I don't know how old yeah. she was or, you know, whether she was living there or even if she knew Pat, but Jill thinks that Damon is aware and knows what happened to Pat. She doesn't say that she thinks he did it, but she thinks she's aware. He's aware of, of something. To it. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you could reasonably concoct a story that matches the evidence. Yeah. And that in that kind of makes more sense than just a random drug runner that he ran into that would have shot him on sight versus holding up. I mean, I know I I know this sounds like straight out of an episode of Ozark, which oh my god, such That's a great good, show, such a good fucking show. I'm so sad that it's gone, but um, you know. I could I could see this as an episode of Ozark, right? Yeah. Like, wasn't it actually? You know, you got this big boats on you know on the on the water, and there's all these cartel folks, and then agents of the cartel, and all you know, the lawyer lady living out there on the water. Who knows? Yeah. She could have you know, she, plenty of people were held hostage in that show. Someone made a comment online. Well, what if Pat was in his boat and he sees in the distance 
Damon on on his boat and decides to speed up. And then Damon's on a boat with somebody like a bad guy, drug cartel, whatever, mm -hmm. drug person, drug dealer. And all of a sudden he rides up and sees something he's not supposed to see. And the other person tells him, get in the boat. Like, you're, you know right. what I mean? And then says that, and that's where the story goes wherever you want it to go but right uh, but damon didn't actually do anything to him but it was damon who was the connection between pat and the uh, that other makes that that's reasonable i could see I, that yeah. i mean i that's another uh, that's another way the story could be written absolutely um so that's where it's like there's a lot of ways the story can go at the end of the day it's definitely murder i don't i don't yeah i, I really don't see this being suicide like I, the others yeah no the, the evidence doesn't match I mean, you could kind of, I kind of make it match if you squeeze it really hard. Maybe if you squint hard enough, you could yeah. see it. Listen, but, Katrina, I saw a video the other day online. I don't know if you've seen this, like on reels on Instagram, or whatever, where a dog gets into the golf cart and crashes it into the person's car. It was caught on their their security camera. So basically, there's a golf cart crashed into the car, and had it not been recorded, it looked like somebody would have just taken the golf cart and driven it into the car. But it was caught on camera that a dog got into the cart and obviously like pressed Knocked down it loose or whatever. and just boom, there goes the cart into the, the truck. My point is that like sometimes- You would not have been able to concoct that story right, had you not seen it. Exactly. So sometimes there are things that are that just happen, the crazy things that you mm -hmm. wouldn't expect that actually happen in this world. And yep. you never know. So maybe then the slight chance he did commit it. I don't know. There's just like a lot of things that could have happened. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, but I don't think he was killed on that boat at all. There's no evidence. Yeah. And when, and, 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 and unless any of our out, your outside research turned up any questions about um, stuff that was like, swabs that were taken and sent to labs and oh they didn't come back to anything or anything like that and there was like an argument about actual evidence that was tested nope people were making up stories well maybe he had mechanical trouble or whatever or something happened and he needed to get on somebody else's boat or maybe but nobody i don't think anybody thinks that anything happened on that boat everyone thinks it happened yeah. something happened and he got off the boat yeah i don't know yeah I could totally write write the screenplay for that episode, though. Yeah, that you just described with he was on the boat with somebody, and it was the other person, you know. And the thing is, too, the, the criminals weren't, or whoever threw him in the water was not smart because the water was so shallow. And like what we learned about, or we know about bodies and gases after you pass away and bodies <laughs> floating, that water was not deep enough for that body to have not, you know, for the anchor to have held right. So maybe they weren't that experienced if they were going to do it that way. I don't know. Possibly. I mean, if this other fisherman guy, um, the commercial fisherman who fishes dead bodies out of the Florida rivers for a living, mm -hmm. <laughs> I yeah. mean, apparently this happens frequently. <laughs> yeah. So, um, accident, suicide, or murder, right? Um, and it, <sighs> You know, and I was just, I've been listening to the Real Crime Profile podcast, guys, talking about the Casey Anthony. No, I do this all the time. You said her name and I got, mm. no, Peterson, the oh, other coast, Lacey not Pe the Florida, Lacey, Lacey. Peterson. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And um, they've been talking about this detail, this case in detail, because they're going over like every single piece of evidence because it was big in the news. And the, there was a, re, you know, a, a hearing to see if a, he's going to get a new trial based only on a technicality issue, not on any evidentiary issue. But anyway, they've been ter- like taking apart, dismantling the evidence really, really carefully with, um, you know, all of their years of experience and and know-how and stuff. And and one of the episodes focuses on like their autopsies mm-hmm. of of Connor and Lacey. And I have learned so much. Like they have this guy on there who was there who's like he's the FBI and his expertise is like rescue water diving evidentiary, like crime scene tech guy for underwater bodies yeah like like that's his expertise right and he handles like he and his team handle every handle everything like west of the mississippi Mm -hmm. you know there's like a team on the east coast and a team on the west coast and there are these like super specialized crime scene tech diver guys that that well, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to get their perspective on this case being right that, and that's what, I mean? what that's what i'm thinking because like they have like analyzed every little piece and they explain all of this stuff that's where i learned what perdition was which is the the animals munching on you and all those things that happen and um they're explaining all of this this uh, the deep water and the gases and you know, um, mm-hmm. the way her womb looked, you know, it, you know, the, how the baby was, had, had been released from the womb, you know, wasn't because, you know, there's all these conspiracy theories that the baby, they kept Lacey alive, let her give birth and oh, then, yeah. you know, dump yeah. both of them or something. Oh, all yeah. these other, you guys, Scott Peterson did it. There's no hundred percent, hundred percent. There's no question about it. Um, and if you don't believe me, go listen to like the six episodes. They're short episodes. They're not very long. Um, on real crime profile not an ad real crime profile <laughs> looking up these people are experts they know what they're doing um they'll explain it all and break it all down into detail but that's mm-hmm. like all of this stuff is going through my head i'm like i wonder what the analysis would be on on that you know yeah as, as they were going through all these things well you would look at this and you look at this and you look at that and this and this is why that expert's testimony would bunk and this is why this podcaster's testimony was bunk, you know, or whatever right. it is, you know, they couldn't be that way, because, you know, and, and so. Anyway. I think my opinion is he saw something he wasn't supposed to see. They took him on the boat. Whoever the third person was decided to maybe hold him. I don't want to say hostage, but take him somewhere else, maybe on land somewhere and then decide <laughs> what they're going to do with him and then decided he can't be a witness to whatever and then murdered him and threw him in the bay. But the thing is, he had his anchor from his boat. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot to think about. But I just, I don't know. I feel like there was at least two other people. I feel like his friend Damon and at least one other person, if not more, were involved. Yeah, I feel like that. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. at the end, they interviewed Jill and she they show her putting up flyers. She says annually she puts up flyers about the case and that she said that pat would have hated it he didn't like attention (laughs) he didn't he wouldn't want that but uh which i think says a lot about his personality he was probably like very low-key yeah little dude he's just that dude listening to the grateful dead in the backyard you know (laughs) or classical music he probably has classical music on yeah or uh, jimmy buffett in florida i don't know maybe margaritaville maybe not but (laughs) maybe he's a parrot head who knows um but it's really it's i don't know this this was just really 
a good case for me. I really liked this one. And I really hope the family gets answers, but I don't see them. I don't think that there's enough, any. any kind of leads enough to to be able to find. No, unless Damon and his unless like, Damon drug induced, over, yeah, decided to like tell people Confess some people, to, right? Because yeah. what really whatever happened. cartel guys that he was working with, if that's the case, they're not going to come forward. No, you know, no. I don't know. I I feel like people do know stuff. There are people out there that probably know. But... Somebody knows something. Yeah, always right. Like um, and like they say, if you guys have any tips, if you know anything, um, go to unsolved.com, submit a tip. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's unsolved mysteries. <laughs> yes. And then next week is a ghost one. The ghost Haunted. of apartment 14. Yes. I'm excited for that one me too a friend of mine was like have you guys done that episode yet oh my god you have to let me know when you do because oh my god <laughs> i'm like okay <laughs> i'm like no definitely i'm look. i saw that episode once i can't wait to rewatch it for so sure. i have not watched it yet oh gotcha i'm saving it um anyway um i think that's all we got that's all we got yeah. for you today yeah let us know what you think let us know what you think if you like us please leave us a five-star review and some nice words would be nice as well also tell your friends about us make sure you subscribe follow the show all those kinds of things if you like us please share us that helps us a lot too um helps other people like-minded find us um if you want to join us to talk about any of these cases um, or any of our favorite trash reality shows, you can um, join our Facebook group that all of those will be uh, linked in the show notes. Um, yeah. And check and out thefrogcast.com for merch. What, sweetie? Somebody <laughs> posted on our on the Facebook group that they wanted more Gypsy, the Gypsy show. <laughs> like we, we mentioned it in the last episode about the Gypsies. What is it? Oh, the, my um, big fat American yeah. Gypsy wedding. Yeah, somebody said they wanted more of that. So I was like, oh, all right, respond. But I'm like, we could do that. Probably. We could do that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You know what? 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 We could talk about that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm we down. can find some some of the classic episodes, the crazy episodes. They ended up building a whole spinoff series, Gypsy Sisters. Oh, really? based on one of the families yeah <laughs> there's one episode i remember that i the, the girl was like in love with her cousin but she was set to marry somebody else and dear god oh yeah it was fantastic and then she like married the guy that she was supposed to marry but then after this whole episode about i can't decide who i love more um so but then like i think she married the guy but then ended up running off with the cousin anyway what yeah i have a lot to watch you yeah um i'm I'm gonna i'll find i'll find you some episodes i'll send you some links yes please do (laughs) i'm down um i did not see these comments on the facebook group so i need to go go look at those but um um let us know join us over there let us know talk to us lexi's all about 
answering talking to people on facebook i am as of today i'm excited to answer your question <laughs> somebody go talk talk with lexi over there <laughs> <laughs> so she's not talking to herself no you do that anyway i do i do <laughs> yes all right it's way past my bedtime kids i'm gonna go to bed good night all good night Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.